Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Una is based on David Harrower's uh, play Blackbird. It follows the journey of a young woman to reclaim her past. Fifteen years earlier, Una ran away with an older man, Ray, for a crime which he was arrested and imprisoned. When she comes across the photo of him in a trade magazine, Una tracks him down and turns up in his workplace. And from there, this becomes a remarkable drama about two people grappling with the past and trying to find some resolution, some peace in, in, in their, in their uh, entangled history. And with that, we are joined today by the director of UNA, and that would be Benedict Andrews. Benedict, w- welcome to Film School. Yeah, good morning, Mike. Hi. Thank you um, for being here. Uh, appreciate it. Now, this is a material is based, as I mentioned, on a play called Blackbird. Uh, the, the, the title has been changed. Um, before we get to that particular point, I want to ask you sort of your introduction to this material and your decision to move forward uh, in, with a narrative film about this subject. My introduction to David Harrow's play Blackbird was in a rehearsal room in Berlin where I directed the, the play at the Schaubühne Theater in 2005 in German with, with two actors of the Schaubühne Ensemble. So I really got to know the play and the material um, from the inside out, and it 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 really stuck with me. It's one of the David's plays, one of the most um, intense um, and brilliant chamber dramas in recent theatrical history. And it's it's a it's a it's a verbal boxing match and kind of absolute dynamite in the theatre. I was very curious how that might translate into a a unique piece of cinema rather than a kind of piece of film theatre. How the how the encounter between these two people 15 years later and the the bonds of uh, guilt and desire and love and abuse that bind them um, might be explored in in the cinema and under the special intimacy of the camera. Yeah, and th- that is uh, the essence of the, the, the of the story. Uh, but it's one thing for it to be a great story, which it is. Uh, one, I'm sure a wonderful play. But it's this, mm. your the strength of your film is the ability to bring this into a cinematic context in which uh, which works very well. Um, I'll get into the setting, which I think is another important character in the film that you you uh, you utilize very effectively. But it comes down to the performances of these two people and. Um, tell me a little bit about the casting. You've got uh, uh, Roni Mara and you've got uh, Ben um, Mendelsohn as the leads in this, and they're both remarkable, truly remarkable in this production. Tell me a little bit about how all of that evolved for you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this this story and this film will only work if, as you say, you have two extraordinary performances and two brave performances. Yes. You need two actors who are willing to put it all all on the line and who are unafraid to go to uh, vulnerable and dark places. And um, to my mind, Ben and Rooney are two of, two of the actors out there who just time after time um, 
put themselves on the line and pursue raw, naked, emotional truth in their work. And I, I knew I needed that. Rooney had been the first person I thought of as soon as I knew I was going to be making the movie. I couldn't really picture anyone else as Una. Uh, she has a she can really bring uh, a great strength, a fierce intelligence to what she does, but also an incredible vulnerability. And they're two characteristics, as you know from seeing the film, that are kind of integral to to, to Una. That that real. Um, wounded vulnerability she has yet at the same time she's absolutely absolutely formidable um so it was a great surprise to to discover that she had a deep connection to the play she'd seen it in on on broadway and loved it very much and had actually herself been curious about um it as a film and and kind of so the 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 conversation began from a very good place between us, and she was very passionate about it. Ben Mendelssohn and I had worked together in the theatre in Australia. I directed him in a production of uh, Julius Caesar, where he played Mark Antony. And uh, he's just a hugely brave actor who is really prepared to, uh, able to shine um, light into dark places within dark characters and really bring us close to them. We needed a really brave actor to take take on that role in all its troubling complexity um yeah. and the the meeting of the two of those on screen for me is just a great gift it, it is and I, I would echo your your uh what you said earlier about uh roni in in the sense that that power and that vulnerability come out simultaneously in her it's it's something it's i don't know if it's the sort of the physical nature her body language that that says uh vulnerability and the words say you know this force this powerful force within her this anger Mm -hmm. this this trying to come to grips with this but uh that's what i thought her performance was just just amazing in that regard um and and also, uh, we don't point out that the younger version of her, while there's not a lot of dialogue from from her uh, as a young younger woman, uh, you were able to really bring a lot of elements into understanding the story and the circumstances, which I think is just so it's such an important part of the of the film of, uh, is is that uh, understanding the dynamic that happened at the time of the sexual relationship abuse I, i'm not even mm-hmm. sure exactly if i'm i want to be careful in how i characterize it i don't want to do a disservice to what happened uh but i also want to be sort of understanding what your perspective is on on, on that part of the film but um but the, that ability for the younger version of her your ability to bring that out um I, well it's an extraordinary performance by the, a young actress in the young British actress Ruby, Ruby Stokes taking on that role and an incredibly sensitive role and, and bringing bringing real depth and real emotional depth to it. Um, obviously, in the theatre, it's a whole other thing when they describe the past. You see that on the screens of your imagination. But we made the decision in the in the cinema to open up the past and enter into the past. And in fact, I think one of the things that the film is about is people whose present is interrupted by memory and interrupted by the past and interrupted by, well, and deeply involved with the enigma of the past. And Una is on a journey to try and face down her past. Um, And 
by going into it. There, there's, there's a version in a way where the flashbacks, the, the younger character just sort of briefly stands in for the, for, 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 for the older character. Mm-hmm. But actually, I, I, what you touch on here, that, that um, in her performance, Ruby is able to really bring a kind of a, an emotional profundity and you see the girl in the woman and the, wo- the woman in the girl and yeah. their, their, their two performances. Yes, I think that's exactly you. You said it beautifully. It is that. It is that. And and for people who are uh, to see Una, I think you have to go into this understanding that that the way that the film plays out, it is complex. It, there's no there's no easy uh, there's no easy way in or out of understanding this relationship. Um, I, I, I think that's kind of the point of the film when you described in Rooney's performance that um, that kind of movement and oscillation between vulnerability and strength, this comes from her being a borderline, a character existing on a borderline, and her emotions have become so, very extreme emotions have become so mixed up over time, the guilt and the, the desire and the, the, the abuse and love. And maybe going back... Confronting him is a attempt to try and find a path through through that confusion, but the experience of the film, I think, is to be invited into her emotional state, and that is that is a complex and contradictory borderline state in which, as you say, there there, there aren't easy answers. But I believe for the audience, there is a kind of um, a deep and intimate, uh, sometimes troubling but always compelling. Um, contact with that and with her yeah in, in taking uh, una from stage to 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 the film world um it's the the i alluded to it earlier the character of the location where um ray works is becomes a very important part of the film not only for the physical location but also kind of metaphors for for the mm-hmm. the different parts of their the different stages in their relationship um which i thought was wonderful it it reminded me in in a way and i don't know if this is a stretch but from the shining from kubrick's shining and that i don't know why and i can't I, there's just sort of a visceral reaction i had watching them walk down those hallways and the different parts of the of the building uh what what were you what was the you're, you're sort of intent in terms of the the location and and it's what it brings to the film. Uh, the it's entirely a conceit from the Kubrick playbook. Is it? And <laughs> <laughs> that you know, so fundamental in his idea of cinema is, is the idea of the labyrinth. Uh-huh. So, and the the, the the Shining that's that's fundamental and even literal when the father is chasing some through the labyrinth at the end there. <laughs> but it's through so much, so many, so many of his films is that uh, that idea. Um, that idea of that I, that idea of the, the labyrinth and the maze, and you're right, it, be, it becomes something that works in two ways. In a way, it kind of gives a, it sets things into cinematic motion, and that was important for me. Where the room, the, the play is set in one closed room mm-hmm. that the two characters never leave. Uh-huh. We needed to get them out of that room yeah. and get them moving and get them hunting each other um, through that. But it becomes a metaphoric journey. It becomes a journey through through a kind of maze where he's the, he's the minotaur in the maze that she needs to face down and where the two of them are stalking each other through that maze. And for me, the, the other the kind of other turn is, yes, that's happening in the present through the, the kind of the, the labyrinth of the, the, the workplace and the kind of that, the, 
the minimalist kind of almost quite brutal industrial space contrasting the 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 complexity and rawness of those emotions but was, i also wanted to sort of have a have a, like there's a parallel labyrinth in the past right but at the same time as the older adult the adult una is moving through the present towards those memories her younger self is seen moving through usually outdoor spaces but in a way kind of taking turns through through a maze as well like when she's searching for ray through through the through the seaside town or and so on so yeah that was definitely a way to kind of get out of the closed room of the theater and and to find the space of the screen yeah and it and it, it establishes it as the in the context of the of the platform you're using, film. We're using cinema, the, the language of cinema. And I think yeah. just, you just re- really works beautifully. And I, I'd be remiss. By the way, uh, the film, uh, Una, is, we're talking about uh, with uh, director uh, Benedict Andrews, it is opening here in Los Angeles. It's opening at the Arclight uh, in Hollywood. And I, am I to understand you're in town for a Q&A for this? Yeah, there'll be Q and A's uh, tonight and tomorrow night at the seven thirty screening, um, right? The seven thirty screening, seven thirty, seven thirty screening. That's right. And, and Ben Mendelsohn will be joining me, I think, for both. Yeah, it's at the Landmark Sunshine in in um, in New York. I think it's at the Landmark here. I have to check, but definitely tonight at the at the ArcLight. Right, and definitely, and you. I thank you for mentioning uh, Ben Mendelsohn in the last couple minutes I have with you. I really want to talk about his performance, which is it easily could have been sort of the the monster. The there's whole there's a whole range of ways that this could have gone, but he is absolutely spot on and wonderful in this performance. I as as you said, it's a tough role. Obviously, uh, mm-hmm. he he does it with. Uh, there's a maturity to the way he... Oh, it's just amazing. He's great in it. Tell me a little bit, yep. what's your take on his performance? Yeah, he has to, at every moment of it, walk a tightrope. Yeah. It could easily um, could easily tip over and we would... You know, we, we find him very troubling, but we could find him intolerable if it tipped over another way and therefore we, the film would lose its power because you would lose his and her intense connection that we're, we're, we're drawn into. Um, and he's also playing a character who is in a, in a state of shock from the moment that she he eyes her across the warehouse, sees her for the first time in 15 years. For the whole movie, he, he's in shock and he's trying to negotiate. Right. Um, he's trying to survive. He's trying to protect the life that he's, he's made now. He's trying to justify and work through his past. And perhaps doors to the past have also opened in him, things that he has, has tried to put away in 15 years. And the film also throws up really fundamental questions in, in its characters and in the mind of Una, but also in the mind of the audience about this man over and over again that I, I know I wanted audiences to keep uh, discussing it when they left the cinema, and I, I know that they do. They're really kind of people are very, very torn about whether whether he is now a good man who has a right to his his new life, and there is some sort of redemption. He's done his time, and he is reformed, or whether the crimes are continuing, and he is a serial offender, and and right. all of those questions. And Ben had to keep both those possibilities alive in his performance, and right. he had to either play a brilliant liar or a man struggling to tell the truth, or a combination of those things. But 
but if we settled on one or the other, the film would have would have lost its power. And it's yeah. it's a very the thing I love about that performance too is it's it's very 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 subtle yet get you know extremely truthful. Right, and you get emotion, even though his character is is a reserved person he's he's trying mm-hmm. to hold it together it's my sense of him yeah he's holding it together yeah. but at the same time you know I, it's it's hard to say this out loud and not feel like i am capitulating to something that is reprehensible but there's a there is a empathy that you get from his character even as he describes w- what occurred with this very young woman this young this girl that w- but there's it. You you never lose sight of that. You never lose sight of his humanity in in, in this. And I I can't I cannot describe how difficult that must have been for him. Uh, well, go ahead if you have. Comments. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, the I think the film never for one second condones what happened right. between them, and it shows the lasting damage of that. But what it kind of does is through their bond. Uh, gets close to the mess and the scar tissue and the questions left afterwards. And to do that, they have to have a bond and we have to be drawn into a bond. And if he was only playing the monster, um, that wouldn't happen. So sometimes, yeah, it's very troubling that we're drawn into and some people have even told me they wanted it to be a love story that the two would get together again now. And and that's opened up because that's a question in in Una still. Was this the great love of her life? Um, So it's troubling, but that's the power of the actors, and I think that's the power of cinema to take us into those those grey places. Even at the same time as we know what happened in the film, it it's 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 still sickening to know what happened, and you see the damage of of what happened yeah. in their lives, and yet we're also drawn into that uh, emotional knot between the two of them, and that's it's a great credit to the right to David Harrow's writing, but to those two central performances. There's no easy way out. It, it, but it is such an enriching and and thoughtful film experience to see Una uh, and and uh, you will walk out of the theater wanting to talk with someone about the film and about these performances and about what all of this means. And there is no simple answer to this. So it's a wonderful cinematic experience, and I really want to thank you so much, uh, Benedict Andrews, for for finding time to be here today. Uh, you're again. You're at the ArcLight tonight for the 7:30 and tomorrow night the 7:30 per, uh, screenings for a Q&A after those screenings. And uh, check this out again. The film is Una, and you can go to I was at WestEndFilms.com. I believe is probably the better place to go to find out about the film. I um, is I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure. There were there were sales agents on it, but various places. Yeah, there's, you have. It, it was a very interesting distribution for the film. So uh, that was the one I was able to find. But uh, congratulations on on your film, uh, and uh, I appreciate it. And I hope this is your feature debut, I believe. And uh, yes, it is. Yes, I look forward <clears throat> to your future work, uh, Benedict. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mike, and thanks for the chat. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Take care.